Hello, this is Collective Noun. For a high quality program, press 1. You have pressed 2. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Tonight on the show, Zach, this is exciting. We have an update on my dramatic international Russian love story. Dom, you got some random emails a couple of weeks ago. Mm. From someone from Russia yes. <laughs> wanting to be in a relationship with you, yeah. I think it's a scam. You think it's legitimate. Uh, We're trying to find out tonight on the show. <laughs> well, look, last Thursday, Zach, when we last left off with this, you told me to confront them dead on and do something that I don't think a scam has ever received before. Just say, hey, I've got some spare money. Want some? <laughs> That's where we left it off. I can tell you, I can confirm, I have had correspondence from this mystery Russian woman since then. What do you think my reaction will be to the email she sent back? I think you'll be surprised. Okay. I think you might be surprised. So we'll get to that later on in the show. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. I feel like you can learn a lot about someone by what they search on the internet. This is Dom's Google history. The way this works, Dom, is I've been through your week of Google searches. Mm. I've picked out my favourite ones. Yep. You need to explain to the people of the country why you have Googled what you have Googled. All right, let's just get straight into this. I want this over with. (laughs) At Monday, 2.40 a.m. When are you too old to do an Easter egg hunt? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, here's a little... (laughs) I didn't want to bring this up on the radio. So I, up until last year, have still done Easter egg hunts that my mum puts on okay, for sorry, me. Okay, sorry, sorry. So are you putting on the Easter egg hunt for your younger cousins and um, nieces and nephews and stuff like that? No, no. My mum just sets one up for me and my younger brother every Easter. He's uh, 19. I'm 23. And <laughs> I was just wondering. It just occurred to me because we're getting close to Easter. Uh, is this normal that we're still doing this? Do so you put on like a bunny suit? <laughs> No, Jump around. No, she'll just hide the eggs in like in one of the rooms of the house and we'll go around and have a bit of a look. Anyway, I, I Googled it and the consensus was generally 11 or 12. Yeah, double digits. <laughs> and you go from 9 to 10, you're too old, but you've held out for another 13 years. Yeah, no, I, I think I missed the boat on when I was meant to stop that one. So, I'll, look, mum, if you listen to this, this year maybe just let's, let's cut the, the hunt. Maybe cut the eggs all together, mate, your mum giving them to you. Oh, does your mum not give you Easter eggs? No. Oh. <laughs> Where do you get your Easter eggs from then? Well, you buy them yourself if you want oh, them. Oh, jeez. Your okay. partner can give them to you, maybe. Oh, wow. Okay, well, next thing you're going to tell me about Santa, and I'm not getting into that <laughs> at all. All right, next one. Thursday, 2.26 a.m. Does shampoo have gluten? <laughs> right, so you know I'm a celiac. I can't have gluten, right? Yeah, but what? Are you planning on eating the shampoo? <laughs> no, I'm not planning on I'm not planning on eating the shampoo, but I did see an ad come up on my Facebook feed for gluten-free shampoo. Right. And so that made me think... How would that work? I don't know, but it made me think normal shampoos must have gluten in them. Yeah. Turns out they do. Yeah, but you're not eating it, so it's fine. (laughs) But apparently maybe it can, like, soak in... I don't really know what it can... Look, it hasn't affected me so far, so I think I should be okay. (laughs) Our last one tonight, and maybe my favourite ever. Oh, dear. I have to stress, these are actual things Dom has Googled. (laughs) Friday at 2.24am. What does it mean if a man has a dream about being pregnant? (laughs) I feel like we're having an insight... Two twenty-four a.m. Oh, I've just woken up from like a, a dream there. About That's what's being happened. pregnant, obviously. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> this is so embarrassing. I had a dream that I was like six or seven months pregnant, and you were so happy for me, by the way, in that dream, Zach. Was you, I? Yeah. Well, that's how we know it's a dream. <laughs> Because that wouldn't happen in reality, yeah. <laughs> well, no, so I asked, I, I asked like, my dad, who's a counsellor, he's done some work on, like, dream interpretations. I'm like, what's the story behind this? His whole thing was, I think it's just suggesting that there's something new coming into your life. You, mm. You're giving birth to something new. Are you sure you just didn't have a big burrito before bed? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing is, I'm like, oh, is the pregnant dream often uh, a, a common one? And he looked at me and said, I'll be honest, I haven't heard it from a man before. <laughs> <laughs> Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Zach, Adele wrapped up her Australian tour in Melbourne last night, but today she's been making a lot of headlines because she's inconvenienced basically the entire women's AFL competition. What's happened? So essentially the grand final was due to be played at the Gabba, which is uh, the Brisbane Lions women's team uh, home ground, but apparently the surface is still damaged from Adele's concert there a few weeks ago, and it's not ready for football to be played on it yet, so they've had to move the game. So what's the situation? Because there were like chairs out it's been damaged or what Uh, i'm not entirely sure what happened i mean there's like a cricket pitch there and for some reason adele's big stage damaged the cricket pitch Uh, adele bowled too many overs (laughs) well i mean i remember in my junior cricket days they wouldn't let you walk on the pitch yeah i'm not sure about doing a multi-million dollar stage show on the pitch it's in violation i think so what they can't have the grand final there anymore yes so the the brisbane lions as the home team have had to call off their their home grand final and play it down the gold coast instead how many people do you think this is inconvenient uh, oh, look, it would be everyone who's an AFLW fan. It would obviously be both teams, the supporters of both teams. Um, I reckon this is probably, we're talking hundreds of thousands of people. Really? Hundreds I'm, of thousands? I'm calling that Adele, uh, because of her Brisbane shows, has inconvenienced hundreds of thousands of people. Well, what we thought, mm. Adele's been here for close to a month now. Yes. We loved having her. Oh, it was great. Welcome back anytime. Absolutely. She did great shows. But it's kind of like... If you've ever been traveling with a friend, yes. they're your best friend in the world, <laughs> but after a month, mm. some things start to annoy you. Or maybe there's a hundred things in the positives column, but there might be one or two in the negatives column as well. So tonight on 131060, mm. we want to know, how has Adele inconvenienced you? Would you say this is like a, a bit of a, a group therapy thing, a bit of healing for everyone, just to get off your chest, maybe, just like these AFLW players, how Adele has inconvenienced your life? Because I know some people who went to see her in Brisbane. Great mm. show. Yes. But then they got a parking fine. Yes. Because there was different restrictions in the area they were, and they didn't know, so they had been inconvenienced. And I know if you saw the pictures coming through from Melbourne uh, the last two nights, there were massive queues at the train station next to Etihad Stadium of people trying to get away. In South Australia, they had a power outage. Oh. Apparently in Sydney, there was like hectic traffic, so maybe Jeez. people were delayed for a while. Adele really has left a trail of destruction in her wake, hasn't she? You went to see it. I did. Did I you did. feel inconvenienced at all? Um, you know what? Uh, just by the emotions that she brought up inside of me. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> as well. Maybe even if you didn't go see a show and yeah. somehow her music playing on the radio or, you know, a CD, maybe oh. a friend just keeps playing the CD over and over. Let's be very clear. Adele doesn't have to have convenienced you in the past month. She could have inconvenienced you years ago. We just want to know on 131060, how has Adele inconvenienced you? Holly, uh, how has Adele hurt you? Uh, well, I worked at Adele last night and I've never been a massive fan, but she sucked me in and I absolutely loved her concert and End up like buying one of her t shirts. Oh, so it's cost you too much money, Holly. I was meant to be there earning money and I spent money. Oh, <laughs> how much was the t shirt, Holly? 50 bucks. 50 bucks. Jeez, that's, uh, that's a pretty expensive setback, isn't it, Zach? It's true, Holly. But um, we actually have Adele here and she's got some words for you. Here we go. I'm sorry for everything that I've done. 
Do you accept? Yeah, apology accepted. There, there we go. go. <laughs> that's nice. That's what we're doing. That, that's it. We're bonding people together. We're healing wounds. Uh, Alana is in Melbourne as well. Alana, how's Adele inconvenienced you? Um, she made me have a massive argument with my boyfriend over her song Hello. Ooh. Oh, what happened? Well, he thought that she stole it from Lionel Richie. Hello, is it me you're looking for? Mm. But, you know, I disagree. I think she's ha- she has her own original song. Yeah, I think... And like... look, it ended up him sleeping on the couch last night. Really? Oh, wow. That's, that's I mean, risky. it's a hard thing to argue because it's only one word. Mm. I'm sure that there's a lot of songs <laughs> yep. that use the word hello. Uh, was that Well, look, Alana, what I want to know is you and your boyfriend today, have you, made, have you patched things up? Is it still a little bit rocky? Uh, look, I don't think we can listen to Adele anymore. Well, look, oh. Alana, look... She's done something bad. Yep. She feels bad about it. Mm. She has something to say to you. I'm sorry for everything that I've done. You okay with that, Alana? Yes, I am. Thank there you. There we go. Excellent. <laughs> I can't believe how well this is working. Oh, I just feel like we're healing the country, Zach. It's group therapy. Uh, and, you know, we'd also like to thank Adele for coming in tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, JP, how did Adele inconvenience you? Um, I live in Melbourne, and one of my buddies from Sydney was staying in town for the weekend, but because Adele was in town, all the uh, hotel prices were through the roof, so he was forced to stay in a hotel across town. Usually he stays about five minutes from where I live, mm. but he was forced across town, so I had to drive from the airport all the way to his, all the way to his hotel on the other side of town, uh, to drop him off there, and then the same thing again two days later to take him back to the airport. Uh, JP, wow. so h- how long are we talking in a car, do you reckon, that this cost you? Uh, more than I should be, maybe 45 altogether, 60 minutes. Oh, well, that's almost an hour. An mm. hour. Adele's cost JP an hour, and an hour in a weekend is a valuable hour, Zach. Yeah, and depending on what time of day, you might have to uh, listen to the radio we might be on, and <laughs> that's a big <laughs> problem. What an awful letdown that would be. Well, look, JP, uh, I'm glad you've aired your grievance. Adele wants to say something. I'm sorry for everything that I've done. Is that all good, JP? I'll find it in my heart to forgive her. Well, oh, that's what we like, JP. Do you know what? And I feel like, Zach, now that we've healed the wounds of Adele's uh, issues in Australia, now it's just 100% a positive tour. And Dom, on World International, <laughs> don't know, Happiness Day, <laughs> yes. whatever it is, I feel like this is a fitting end. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Dom, you have said something amazing today. We all know that Beauty and the Beast, the new remake, is coming out on Thursday. Mm. You told me you hadn't seen the original Disney cartoon. Well, a lot of people are referencing the scenes they're looking forward to seeing in the remake. And I'm like, oh, that scene. Because no, I haven't seen it. So who was that? Your friends? Uh, Yeah, friends, uh, family, people. Like even members of my family have seen it, Zach. People who raised me have seen it. Which I find remarkable you haven't seen it. Once we started talking, though, you said not only that, Mm. you've seen barely any of the original Disney musicals. So I'll go through these. You tell me if you've seen them. Yep. Aladdin? No. Little Mermaid? Nope. Pocahontas? Nope. Milan? Uh-uh. Sleeping Beauty? Nah. Jungle Book? No. <laughs> How <laughs> have you not seen these movies? Uh, it's an interesting story, actually. I only saw Lion King for the first time a year or two ago. That was a new addition to every, my like, repertoire. Every daycare you went to, Yep. every, like um, I don't know, prep class at school when mm. they wheeled in that um, big VHS player <laughs> and played a movie. How did you avoid it for all these years? I don't actually know exactly how I did that. I mean, I know that there was a story about my older brother before me being terrified of Lion King. And I wonder if my parents are like, oh, maybe our kids aren't made for Disney. <laughs> oh, that's sad. <laughs> to be when, fair, when Disney movies to be fair. are scaring you, dude, that's a problem. To be fair, Lion King is a pretty dark story. 
There is a sad scene in it, but I mean, it's not like, it's, it's not so bad. It's made for kids. It's a Hamlet storyline though. It is a dark storyline. Here's my idea. Yeah. I basically don't believe you. I think you have seen these movies and you're just forgetting about it. I think it'd be impossible to get to your age and have not seen the original Disney musicals. Okay. So I've come up with a game. Mm. I'm going to play you grabs from the most famous songs from these movies mm. And you got to tell me what movie they're from. If you don't get any right, I'll believe you. (laughs) Otherwise, you've been telling lies, okay? Okay. There there is a a thing here, though. Like, are you hoping this will, like, jog my memory? This will be reparative therapy of some sort? What's your hope here? No, basically, it's just proof. We're running a scientific experiment because I don't take you at your word, basically. (laughs) We need to figure out (laughs) if you're telling the truth. All right. Uh, Well, let's get into it. Okay. uh, You got the first one there? Yep. Here we go. I can show you the world Shining, shimmering, splendid What movie is that from? Never heard that song before in my life. You've never heard that song? <laughs> never heard it. Never heard that one. Um, uh, do what I do just, you think it's do about? Do I take a guess? Yeah, what do you think it's about? I can show you the world. Uh, it, it, could it be like the flying carpet in one of them? Because the flying carpet takes you around. What do you reckon it is? Which one's the flying carpet in? Is that um, Jungle Book? You lock it in. What do you reckon? Uh, Pocahontas. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> okay, not a great start, I'll be honest. What was that one? Aladdin. Oh, of course. The flying carpet. Was it the flying carpet? It was the flying carpet. Oh, that... I think the Jungle Book kind of does have some sort of carpet in it as well. Pretty good guess, though. To get but it was you the didn't fly... get it. I guessed it was the you flying carpet. You Pocahontas. <laughs> okay. Do you even know what that's about? <laughs> not really, no. Play the next one. <laughs> Be our guest, be our guest, be our guest. I know what that one is because I've seen the trailer for the new uh, Beauty and the Beast. Okay. <laughs> so that's Beauty and the Beast, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. I wanted to catch you out on that because I thought if you didn't know that one, that was ridiculous. We should have thought of trailers. Um... <laughs> if I hadn't seen the new trailer, up until like a few weeks ago, I didn't know that one. All right, play the last one. Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your stress. Oh, what a classic. I know that song. Yeah, that a classic. Sounds, maybe I have seen one. Of, I don't know what that's from. Whatever that's from, I think I've seen it. Well, what is it? Um, bare. Is it like a play on words? That it's like instead of the bare necessities, like the basic necessities, it's actually about bears. Hmm. So which one of those would bears be in? What well, that you... doesn't really narrow it down with <laughs> Disney, does it? No, it, normally bears should narrow it down, but apparently not with Disney. They have well, a lot wouldn't... of bear-related movies. Jeez. <laughs> um, well, the only one I can imagine bears would be in is The Jungle Book. What do you want to lock in? The Jungle Book? Dom, you got two out of three. This is a lie, man. You have seen them. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, okay, I've seen the trailer of Beauty and the Beast, and maybe I've seen a bit of The Jungle Book. I still stand by that I haven't seen most of them, but... You You've had what? a disappointing childhood, Dom. <laughs> And I'm disappointed in you because of it. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Zach, for the past week or so on the radio show, we've been following uh, this epic story off a random email I received unsolicited a a little while ago from a woman claiming that she's found my email address on a dating website and wants to date me. She revealed she's from Russia, she's looking for love, and this is the way she's gone about it. Now, I thought this could be a real love story. You called scam pretty early, though. It's ticking a lot of scam boxes. <laughs> and from what I've seen from a few emails going back and forth, I'm mm. still unconvinced that it's not. So you came up with a genius ploy last Thursday on the show that I should reply and just straight out say, hey, by the way, I have some spare cash. Do you want some money? Because any scammer in the world would be like, this is all their Christmases at once. They're literally being offered money. They don't have to do any of the work. So the so-called um, person in Russia, mm. his name Victoria, yes. our idea is... If she takes the money mm. and accepts your offer, 
It's mm. a scam. Yes. If she turns it down, Dom, mm. it might be legitimate. So the last thing you asked mm. was offering her money. And then uh, we received this email just over the weekend. From Russia with love. So this is the reply to my money offering. Zach, you've got it there. Victoria asks, where you see I ask send money? Stupid sound. I don't entirely know what stupid send is, but it does sound like a radio segment we should be doing, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> so short, Dom. The mm. rests have been so long, they've had pitches. Yes. That indicates to me scam. Uh, it indicated to me that she was offended, that she thought we were building something real, and suddenly she's like, no, why No, she said me? previously that she has to go to a lot of effort to get a computer. Okay. Then all of a sudden that she's using that effort to send such small emails. So I, I reiterated my, my intention to give her money. So earlier today, Dom, you sent an email back saying, oh no, I know you didn't ask for any money. I just have some spare money, and I thought I would like to give it to you as you seem like a lovely person. Mm. (laughs) Which is an email I've sent before. So, do you want my money then, you ask? Yep. Victoria says, just a few hours ago. Now, at this stage, would you be expecting a scammer to take the bait? I think so. I mean, the offer's Mm. on the table. Yep. She says, I see you not serious (laughs) and stupid. Well, she's right there. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually a pretty apt description. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not serious and stupid, yes. Accurate. But here's the situation now, right, is I'm starting to think she's legitimate. Because unless she's playing a very long con, mm. and that's possible. And that's what I think she's doing. Oh, so you still think she's a scammer? I, deep down, if I'm being completely honest, yes. deep down in my heart, I think she's a scammer. <laughs> I know I said if she turns down the money, she's not. <laughs> well, but I'm still suspicious. <laughs> Why would any scammer in the face of two emails offering them free cash still say no? Let's just say this. Mm. If I sat next to her at your wedding, I'd be watching my wallet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, very cool. All right, so here's where things stand now. She's upset. I've offended her. I've, uh, she thinks that I want to just give her money. Mm. How do I rebuild it from here? You, you're a married man. You know how relationships work. Well, you don't want a relationship with her. I know that's true. <laughs> that is, look, that is true. And we can't get an answer out of her about mm. whether or not she's a scammer. Yeah. What I think you need to do is disappear. <laughs> we need to come up with a great excuse of why you can't email her back anymore. Oh, you think we need to put a stop to this? Yeah. Okay, and see well, if she's... Well, she's not giving us anything. Yeah. She doesn't want your money. That's true. I reckon you just disappear. I was going to say, we tell her I'm coming to Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Let's catch up. That's interesting. We could give that a shot. See, because like, if she's a scammer, she will avoid setting a time and place. That's true. She will avoid any ability to see me My in person. My concern is, Dom, if it's the deeper real. and deeper we go, <laughs> yes. if it's real, I, I don't want to lead her on. If it's real, we pledge as a radio show to find her love. Okay. Do you back me in on that? We can do okay, that. Okay, yeah. If, we, if, if it ends up to be legitimate. Yes. We and will, you don't want to date her. We, we will find someone in the country who will. <laughs> we'll start a Russian version of The Bachelor or something. We'll fig- <laughs> we can figure that out. But I reckon that's what we do. Okay, so you say, hey, I'm coming to Russia. Yeah. Where are you from? Let's yep. meet up. Yes. Let's have a cappuccino. <laughs> do they have cappuccinos in Russia? Probably. I'm sure know. so. I'm not sure what their national drink is. Vodka? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, look, I'll, I'll send that email tonight. And uh, hopefully we hear, I hope this isn't the last I hear from Vicar. But uh, it could be. She it sounds could emotional. Be. Who knows? We are at the edge mm. of this love story at the moment, and it could go either way. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. This is Collective Nouns Out of Context News. Making Out of Context News tonight, Emma Watson tried to go out in Sydney after midnight. I'm so lonely. Like, I am literally sat at this dinner table on my own speaking to 
inanimate objects if I'm lucky. Also, Pauline Hansen wants extra sweet and sour sauce on her McDonald's nuggets. So something better be done about it, and it should be done about it because I'm calling for it, and I'm sure every other Australian would be calling for exactly what I'm saying. And Kanye West revealed why Santa Claus is his idol. He wants to make the toys. Why? Not just so he could play with them, but he wants to bring joy to the world. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. If you've listened to the show before, you know that each week we ask, beg, nay, plead for five-star reviews on the iTunes podcast store, a.k.a. the Collective Noun Forum, a.k.a. the happiest place on the internet. And it uh, looks like all you have to pay to get into the Collective Noun Forum is a five-star rating on the iTunes podcast store. It is so cheap. You just search for Collective Noun on iTunes, leave your five-star rating, and then you can write whatever you want in the review. It's a, it's a playground. That's how I'd choose to describe it as well, yep. Dom. Our first uh, member of the forum this week, Zach, is Kelly Logan 113 uh, who is writing to us from Philadelphia in the US. Really? Yes. Uh, first Philadelphia listener, I think. Oh, uh, I think so. <laughs> I mean, you've got the US map over there marked with every listener we have. That's the first marking on <laughs> in Philadelphia? American soil. And we just need to remind people also... Mm. If you leave an international review, yes, very much welcome. Always appreciate mm. hearing from abroad. Oh, absolutely, Zach. It's multiculturalism in the forum. Now, I know that they're text-based, but we can hear the accents. Yeah, oh, absolutely. We know that it's come <laughs> from a foreign country. If that is the case, mm. and we haven't read out the review, make sure you like tweet us or something, because mm. it's actually quite hard <laughs> to see... Reviews from other countries. You have to log into like their iTunes. So yes. if you let us know that you've put one, we'll track it down mm. and get it in the forum. Well, uh, Kelly from Philadelphia just wants to let us know that she's a fan of the show and that apparently I'm adorable and she loves my laugh. Oh, that's nice, Doug. So, uh, look, you know what? It's always been a dream of mine to broadcast to Philadelphia. Would you describe yourself as adorable? Uh, uh, See, I don't know. Adorable is a compliment. Is that what you put on your Tinder profile <laughs> when you're on Tinder? Uh, no, it was not. Um... Look at the pin-up uh, models of the world. You know, no one's looking at George Clooney being like, oh, how adorable is George Clooney? No, but they are calling the Ewoks from Star Wars <laughs> adorable. Very true. Which um, you'd be a big fan of, yes. being the president of the teddy bear club. <laughs> I, did, I think I did have an Ewok uh, teddy bear at one stage. I'm sure you would have. Uh, but I had a lot, so really I wouldn't I wouldn't know. Join the club. <laughs> um, uh, also, Literally. <laughs> Uh, also, Megan uh, has got in touch saying that she's been listening to this podcast for about six months, and it was her first and only podcast. Apparently, she's uh, she's experimented with other ones, but this was the only one that stuck around. Oh, that's nice. I'm glad yeah. that we um, are still here, mm. still doing our thing. Mm. And you know what, Megan? Some might say that we're six months in the honeymoon period, might be wearing off between us and you, but I still feel the passion's as alive as ever. That's nice, Dom. Don't you and I'm glad that you are keeping the romance alive. <laughs> well, she does go on to say that she likes that the podcast is not two hours long like a lot of other podcasts. Okay, short, sweet. And I like to get a bit of feedback too. That's mm. some practical feedback we yeah. can take to the drawing board. I also like that she's assumed that that's our choice. <laughs> the length is really dictated by how many ideas we have every day. <laughs> and we only have 22, 23 minutes in us. Uh, <laughs> if we, if we couldn't fill two hours every day. If we did a two-hour show by about a minute 30, you'd be hearing some of the stories that don't make the show. And you don't want to do that um, because some of the ones that make the show are questionable. <laughs> Should we include this? Uh, Angus Beef 1994 is our next reviewer. Wanted to say that they're not vegetarian, but they do love fake meat, which we've been talking about on the show a little bit, Zach, with your flirtation with vegetarianism. Uh, they say, I've had fake chicken that is in every way, including taste and texture, the same as real meat and fake beef that, in their opinion, was even better than the real thing because it didn't have gristle. 
That's interesting. And their name is Angus Beef, so they would know (laughs) what they're talking about. And Zach, we're just talking about constructive criticism for the show on the forum. And I think we should be careful with that (laughs) because we don't want the floodgates to open. Certainly not. Well, when Angus Beef has gone the other way, instead of talking about what the show already is, he's given us a suggestion for the next level of the show. Yep. And then, look, the suggestion is that maybe we could do a guessing game, Zach, where we have some real meats and some fake meats and see if you can uh, tell the difference. Would I be blindfolded? Uh, I think Is it just taste or can I pick it up as well? Because I think if you can pick it up, I don't believe that they could fake meat. Yeah, no, I think you'd have to be blindfolded. In fact, I'm even going to say I would have to cut it up for you and and hand feed you. And the reason I say that is because I think if you could feel cutting into it, you might know if it's not real steak, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, And that last review on the forum for today, Zach, comes from that guy, 2017. Uh, And that guy wants to, uh, I guess, he wants to expose some corporate lies is what he said. Um, he's talking about Cadbury favorites. Now, do you obviously know, uh, you know, Cadbury favorites? I do know that. And I'm so glad that he's coming here mm. to reveal the corporate lies. Yes. So many people go to the big media. <laughs> you know true. what I mean? They go to channel nine, <laughs> channel seven, whoever, oh. maybe ABC running the serious journalistic news. I think we have one or two journalists who do listen to this podcast. If you are. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, um, Jen's insanity who's left reviews, uh, might be a journalist. She okay. followed us on Twitter and said journalist in her, her bio. Oh, oh. So look, if a journalist is sitting on this or someone's listening in and they're sitting on some some explosive information, contact the show. Well, we could be a source here with this corporate uh, whistleblowing. That's true. They could play the audio of this back when they're doing the big expose on the ABC in a few years' time. What is it? Uh, so he's talking about uh, how Nestle has an equivalent of Cadbury favourites called Celebrations. You know Celebrations? That's right. They go against each other. And I've never figured out... Mm. Which is better? I've never put them side by side. Oh, oh, to be honest, I'm a Celebrations fan because the Malteser ones, I mean, not anymore since I'm a celiac, but the Malteser ones in there, the Milky Way ones, the uh, the Dove or whatever that's called now, Galaxy, amazing. Um, so that guy, 2017, he's talking about uh, about Celebrations and here's his problem. He says, the logo of Celebrations is made up of letters taken from one of the names of the chocolates inside, complete with the appropriate font. However, the C is written in the Mars font, even though there is no C in Mars. In fact, there is no C in any of the names of the chocolates inside. Outrageous. (laughs) Now, that guy, 2017, will go up there as one of the best whistleblowers of all time. You are going to be on a current affair. Your face is going to be blacked out. (laughs) They'll probably uh, make your voice deeper so no one can uh, (laughs) identify who you are. Yes. You know what that stinks of? Mm. Someone having a great idea. <laughs> and getting so close to being and, able to pull it and off. And they started at the back. They go, <laughs> we'll start at the back of the word. And they're yes. working towards the front. <laughs> and they're like, this is working so well. It's going so well. They get to the last one and they're like, oh, no, we don't have any chocolate with a seat. And they're faced with two options. They can fake it, which mm. they've done. Yes. Or they can invent a new chocolate that has a C in it. <laughs> well, see, I actually, I mean, I'll, I'll run this by you for that guy and you as well, Zach. There is a chocolate in the Celebrations box. Last time I had one which is the Galaxy chocolate, and it's caramel flavour. So it says Galaxy Caramel on it. Could the C from that caramel count? No, because they want to be more iconic. Right, They want to lead with one of their best ones, and that's why they've put it in the Mars font. That's true. Because they want people, you know, you don't want to be leading with the second word of a galaxy. Already, no offence, a second-rate bar. (laughs) Okay, it's a fair comment, but for for somebody like that guy to be inspecting the Celebrations boxes closely, I feel like him and I would get on. Yeah. I think we've got similar interests in life. You mentioned that you can't have Celebrations because of the celiac thing. Mm. What can you have chocolate-wise? Uh, well, this was the gods smiling on me. Uh, kinder. Almost all Kinder chocolate. The Kinder surprise.
pulverizers, even your the plain milk Kinder chocolate, all gluten-free. Which and is what a amazing. surprise that was for you. <laughs> that was the best Kinder surprise of them all, <laughs> if I'm honest. Uh, I think it's that uh, twirls and flakes are good. When was the last time you had a Kinder surprise? Because we spoke about them on the radio the other day, and I thought maybe that would prompt you to pick one up from a server. Yeah, on the way home. <laughs> on the way home? I needed to get fuel, and I was in there paying for the fuel. <laughs> I got two, actually. Um, what toy did he get? Uh, well, I wasn't really paying close attention, but I got the, the pink one. And the guy at the counter said, oh, you want the princess ones? I'm like, sure. <laughs> I'm really just here for the chocolate, mate. I don't care about the surprise. So what do you do with the toy? Do you even open it? No, I just throw it straight out. <laughs> I and I apologize if any children are listening. <laughs> what want... a horrible use of resources. I don't want the toy. What am I going to do with the toy? Give it to a kid. Oh, I mean, no, I don't think so. You were the you were the boss of the teddy bear club, mate. You can't turn your back on toys now. <laughs> okay, I will start a charity that collects Kinder Surprise toys, and but I think even kids find them a bit lame, don't they? No, not no. That just shows the age they're meant for. <laughs> <laughs> not when you're like four years old. <laughs> okay, that's true. All right, I, my pledge to you is from now on, I'll collect my Kinder Surprise toys. Yeah, bring them in, show and tell. <laughs> Uh, you really want me to do that? Yeah, I want to see. I, I would be interested to what they're rocking these days because I remember okay. really liking them. Okay. And I would imagine, like everything, yep. probably not as good. All right, we'll see how we go with that. Uh, look, if you do want to get on the Collective Noun forum, all you have to do is go to iTunes, search for Collective Noun, uh, leave your five-star rating, whatever you want in the review, and we'll read it out next week on the show. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. I made a decision the other night. Mm. And I'm not sure if it's the right decision. I want to know what you would have done in this situation. Okay. I went to bed, I think it was on Friday night. It was about midnight. Yep. And just as I was in bed, I was like, you know, I'll go grab a glass of water before I go to sleep. Okay. So I went back out into the kitchen and I am confronted by the biggest spider I've ever seen. Really? Full stop. Anywhere. Right? And it was in my house. You live in like a, a nice apartment in the suburbs. I wouldn't think you'd find big, like the, the big spiders there. Well, I guess they can live anywhere, Dom. I guess so. That's what we're learning. Um, so this spider, you know how usually you might throw a shoe at a spider, mm. right? This spider was so big, if I had done that, it probably would have just caught it and put it on. <laughs> like that's the size we're talking about. It was a okay. large spider. Right. Okay. Now I'm awful with si- spiders of any size. So um, do you have a photo of the spider? I have a photo. I'm yep. sending it through to you on Messenger now. Mm. You tell me what you think of that spider. I'm going to be deleting this photo afterwards, by the way, because it will give me nightmares. It's hard to know context here, but... Oh, I've just seen it's got an air vent next to it for, for scale. Oh, geez, that's like the size of a quarter of an air vent. That's, it's a very large spider. That's, that's dinner plate-sized spider. We're getting close to it. We'd Jeez. be at least entree. Is that a... Is that... <laughs> if we're talking pizza dish, you know, it's between a personal pan... <laughs> And a family size. It's a big spider. Um, is that a, it doesn't look like a huntsman, though. Is it a huntsman? No, here's the thing. It wasn't a huntsman. It was yeah. a weird one. It was, um, didn't, wasn't hairy. Yeah. You know how huntsmen are hairy? Mm, it looks, well, it looks very thin to be a huntsman. And this is the, uh, very wiry. Uh, I called my wife out. I was like, come have a look at how big, how big this spider is. Yeah. And you know that we have a catch and release policy in our house. Yes. Yeah, so my you... wife literally wouldn't kill a fly. Yep. So anything we find, I have to catch it, offer it a glass of water. <laughs> You know, ask for a review on the hospitality. <laughs> See if it wants to stay for a few nights to just get on its feet again. So I knew I couldn't kill it. And I was like, well, what do you want me to do? Because the funny thing was she was scared of it, but she didn't want me to kill it. Right, okay. And she's like, well, do you want to catch it? I'm like, not really. It's pretty huge. I mean, because normally they say you can put like a, a glass over like a spider and slide some paper up or something. I, but honestly, you... a glass wouldn't fit. No, you'd need a Tupperware container. Yeah. <laughs> you'd need a salad bowl to put over this spider. Um, so what we did, mm. nothing. Well, you just left it. Just went to bed. 
Oh, geez, this spider's still in your apartment. Probably. Oh, I'm not coming over for what, a long time. What, do you think that was the wrong decision? Absolutely, that was the wrong decision. That is the only decision you can't do. I'll tell you why. Because mm. I figured by the time I've seen it, yes. the likelihood that it came in that night mm. is probably very low. So I'm like, it's probably been in here while I've been sleeping before <laughs> and it didn't bite me. Oh, yes. So I'm okay. Oh, no, that's rubbish thinking. Because, like, this this is, you, you've just stumbled, across, like, it's like you, you've seen the criminal now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The criminal was always causing the crimes, but, but now you've seen it. it. It wasn't attacking me. As soon as I turned the light on, Yet. it stayed still. Yet. So you think that it was waiting a, for me to go to bed. <laughs> it's a sleeper agent. You had one shot at, at getting rid of it, and now it's going to get you. So you think that spider was a spy. <laughs> It's just... gone. It's it's doing recon well, no. to find out where we sleep when we're you know when we're least active. No, let's just go through some of the criteria we know about this spider. We don't know the species. It's not a huntsman, and it's too big to be anything else that I've seen. It's massive. You live in a small apartment, so it's gonna come its way near you again. That's true. There's not much room for us all. <laughs> there really isn't. I mean, now you won't need to let the landlord know there's a third tenant. I'm banging on the door, being like, <laughs> "You're taking too long in the shower." <laughs> I just think with all of these things considered, to let that continue sharing, cohabitating with you. What would have you done? uh, I would have killed the spider. And I know that. How? You wouldn't have killed it yourself. I would have with a a, a can of Mortine. Is that, they say don't do that, don't they? They say it's inhumane. I think they say it's a bit inhumane. So you know what? You don't care about that, (laughs) You'd nuke them, whatever. Uh, look, I mean, I'll be honest, I am not the, the most loving, caring person in the world. When it comes to spiders, I will get a can of Mortine, <laughs> and I will. And I know there's people listening who will probably be outraged by that, and I'm really sorry, but I'm a very scared person. And you want to put that message out on the radio for any spiders listening? <laughs> you don't muck around. <laughs> don't go to Dom's house. On the other hand, I've got spare roots. <laughs> Come on over. We're friendly towards spiders. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Zach, it's time for the pet name game. 131060, give us a call. Tell us the name of your pet. From that name, we can guess what animal it is. Well, we think we can. Uh, No, you've got to be confident with this. (laughs) All right, no, well, we can. We absolutely can. Uh, Vanessa's in Melbourne. Vanessa, what's your pet's name? Zeus. Zeus. Dog. Instantly, that's what I'm thinking, Dog. That's a great name for a dog. I think it's a dog. But we're allowed some follow up questions. Don't just jump straight in there. I mean, Vanessa, who who named the animal? I did. You named. Mm. Oh, okay. Zeus the... I can't imagine Zeus... It's a dog, the, Dom. It's a, we're not mucking around. <laughs> Vanessa, 100%. Zeus is a dog. Is it a dog? I don't like this guy. I don't even like this game. <laughs> well, why'd you call Vanessa? <laughs> well, I thought it'd be a different guess, like a snake, but you just guessed it. Yes! <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, look, you, uh, all I'll say, Zach, is you had a great intuition there and you went with your gut. And Vanessa, mm. although fiery, I appreciate that in a contestant. <laughs> uh, Sean is in Gippsland. Sean, what's your pet's name? My pet's name is Milkshake. Milkshake. That's I don't tricky. think that's a dog. It's not, I don't think Milkshake's a dog. Although, it's, it's not a cat. Oh, cats like milk. Cats like milk. Cows make milk. Do you name your cows? i got a question for uh, Shauna. Yeah. How old is this animal? Uh, almost two now. Okay. Almost two. Doesn't really narrow it down. I was hoping uh, for like 15. Okay, Gippsland. You could have some rural property out of Gippsland. I reckon there's a good chance it's a farm animal. You reckon a cow? Uh, do you name your cows? You name your goats. You I reckon you name a cow. You reckon you name a cow, do you? Uh, Shauna, is Milkshake a cow? No. Oh, close. What was it? He is a cat. It was a cat. Okay, <laughs> overthinking it a little bit. We might, have, we might have just gone too complex there. Just go with your first I instinct. I was right in a high off Zeus. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Uh, Dianne is in Toronto, New South Wales. Dianne, what's your pet's name? Reggie. 
Reggie. Mm. Reggie. That, that's a bit of a curveball. We've had a dog and a cat. Yeah. I reckon we'll have something different here. You know what? Reggie kind of sounds like a bird to me. I can't tell you exactly why. I just I have the feeling of, like, Reggie, be quiet. Do you know yep. what I mean? What type of bird do you think it is? I reckon, like, a budgie? Reggie the budgie? Okay. Maybe, maybe it's because Reggie sounds like budgie. The same syllables, that. yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, I'll ask Diane a question. Diane, who named Reggie? The previous owners. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, the you birds? could get a bird. You could pass it on. You could pass on a rabbit. Would you pass on a bird? I don't know. You could pass on a rabbit. You could pass on a rabbit. A rabbit's pests in some parts. Can you have rabbits? No, in pet? New South Wales, it's okay. It's okay. In yeah. I, I don't have the current list of where rabbits are okay <laughs> and not okay. Um, well, look, I'm happy to back you in on rabbit if you want to go rabbit. Yeah, it I feels like rabbit. a wild guess. No, I reckon. Lock it in. Dion, is, is Reggie a rabbit? No, she's a horse. A horse! Oh, jeez. Oh, Dom has a long history with horses, so that would explain... <laughs> you guys don't get along, do you, Dom? Uh, look, I certainly am not a very capable horseman. <laughs> I find the Melbourne Cup hard to watch, to be honest. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Dom, a lot of my friends have been uh, doing Shave for a Cure, where they uh, raise money... Um, for cancer research, yep. and they shave their heads. And, mm. you know, shouts out to all of them. They've raised heaps of money. Amazing work. And it's a great thing to do, anyone who shaved their head. Congratulations to you. Yeah. I was wondering during this time, when everyone's walking around with bald heads, yes. there's a hidden benefit. Mm. That is to bald men. <laughs> oh, you think they're getting undue... Do you undue, reckon there's bald men out there getting undue bald credit all the time, <laughs> and people are going up to them and being like, good on you, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great thing that you did. Do you reckon if you are in that, because surely that's happened. It would have to have happened. And in those scenarios, if you were the bald man, do you take the credit or do you explain no? You 100% take the credit and yeah. it's 100% okay to. Mm. Because a lot of the time, bald men, they're not getting a lot of uh, credit thrown their that's, way. That's do you so know true. what I mean? It's, so it's, it's a hard time for men losing their hair. Do you know what? In all honesty, if you are a man who doesn't mind being bald, what you should do every year is just schedule your annual haircut on Schaefer Cure Day. You can raise money every year for this. And get a free haircut. <laughs> it's a genius ploy. <laughs> uh, that is all we've got time for on the show tonight. If you want to hear the whole thing back, uh, you can search on iTunes for the podcast. Uh, it's Collective Man on there. Until tomorrow night, though, that's us out. Bye. <laughs> From Collective Noun, grab podcasts and videos online on Facebook at Collective Noun Comedy.